0: Melbourne AA Steps Weekend 2015. This is Jenny talking about Step 3. Hi everyone, I'm Jenny, I'm an alcoholic and I am sober today. Thanks to um, a power greater than myself and um, Alcoholics Anonymous. And I just want to start by saying, you know... Thank you, one, for the privilege of being asked to share, and thank you to the um, Heidelberg Group for putting this weekend on. It is so important for me um, to, you know, be in the middle of Alcoholics Anonymous, and uh, I was I was shown from early on that, you know, um, to get you know to get into the middle, and you know, being at a weekend like this is um, is amazing to be a part of. So thank you. Uh, my sobriety date is the 20th of February 2001, a day at a time. And my home group is Glen Waverley. There is a solution. And I have a sponsor who has a sponsor. And, you know, it's important for me to say that because the program's been given to me by someone who's been shown the program by someone else that eventually leads back to our founders, you know. And I'm, I'm a link in that chain. I'm getting um, goosebumps now. And an older sober member said to me, Jenny, you don't want you to be the break in the link in that chain. And, um, yeah, I'm not sure where that just came from. But, you know, standing up here, I guess, you know, I I get to pass on my experience, as it's been um, shown to me. And we're going to talk about step three. But just before I do that, I'm just going to spend a couple of minutes um, just giving you a bit of my... um, you know, what's happened for me um, along the way and, and, you know, how I became an alcoholic when I had no idea that I was. And, uh, you know, for me, at the beginning, you know, I, I drank um, to have fun and, and do all that stuff. And, you know, at the end of my drinking, it certainly wasn't like that, you know. And when I got to the rooms of Alcoholics Anonymous, I thought my life was over. I had no idea I was an alcoholic. I just knew that I drank too much and I didn't know how to stop. And, you know, it was at the point where I would be driving home from work telling myself I'm not going to stop at the bottle shop tonight. And then all of a sudden my car would be turning left and I couldn't wait to get that, um, you know, that first drink down. And I didn't understand I had a disease. You know, it was so brilliantly um, done last night with the speakers and the presentation. You know, I didn't understand I had a physical allergy. I just, you know, I just had the first drink. I always planned on stopping about, you know, the third or fourth drink when I felt really good. But, of course, I had no idea I had this disease and as soon as I picked up one, you know, I couldn't stop. And um, I didn't understand because my husband, you know, could stop and, you know, it was just... It was just baffling to me. And, you know, I, I had a girlfriend in the rooms of Alcoholics Anonymous. I didn't know she was in AA, And she was a walking, talking big book. And, um, you know, when I needed to, um, when I had that moment of clarity, when I actually rang her and said, I think I'm drinking too much and I don't know how to stop, she um, took me to a meeting of Alcoholics Anonymous, and it's the best thing that's ever happened to me. So, yeah, so I got to to the rooms of AA, and uh, I, I saw that people were happy about not drinking, and I'd never... I'd never knew how that worked. You know, how could you be happy with not drinking? How did you deal with life? You know, I was always either drinking or planning my drinking. You know, and thank God, you know, I, I saw that you were laughing and that there was um, something on offer in the rooms of Alcoholics Anonymous, and I was attracted to that. And so, you know, I I only took a newcomer chip because the girl next to me stood up and took a newcomer chip. You know, that power of example was there right from the beginning. And once I um, once I got a sponsor and she started me on the steps pretty much straight away, and she took me to step one and I was really unsure about whether I had step one and whether I would drink again, you know. And there were people around me busting, and I I was like, maybe I don't, you know, know if I'm alcoholic. And I'm so grateful that I was taken through the book. And every single time I asked her about a question, she would point me to the book. And she would say, well, Jenny, you know, it says here that when we, you know, honestly wanted to stop and we couldn't, you know, that that we were alcoholic. And, you know, she pointed me to some other paragraphs that were talked about last night, you know, including if you're unsure if you're alcoholic, go over to the nearest bar and try and take a drink and see if that works, you know, and suddenly stop. And, you know, I didn't have to actually physically do it. I, I read that paragraph and I went, you know what, I'm absolutely done. And um, and from that point, I just said, show me what to do. And, you know, and I was in, um, you know, I had to get to that surrendered state of step one. And I had to, you know, the words were concede to my innermost self. And there was a process to that. Um, I won't talk about here because I'm on, talking on step three. But, you know, I, I went through that process and, you know, and that got me to step two. And, you know, my life, um, the unmanageability was explained to me as set out in the big book, you know, and um, and my insanity. And, you know, so when I got to step two and, um, you know, I never had a religious background at all, you know, I, I, I worked out, you know, I was going to be an unconditional God, you know, that loved me no matter what. And it was very limited, that idea that I had. But, you know, I I truly came to believe, you know. um, And my sponsor wouldn't take me to the next step unless she was sure I actually had this solid foundation. So that got me to step three um, of making a decision to turn my will and my life over to the care of God. And, you know, the first thing I want to say, you know, the the chapter that leads into this step um, talks about um, rarely have we seen a person fail who has thoroughly followed our path, you know, from how it works. And you know what, it was explained to me, it doesn't say paths, it doesn't say you know um, the Jenny AA message, it says the AA message you know And, and you know if I wanted what you had I had to truly follow your path, you know the recipe that's outlined in the steps and you know step three I got to understand that you know I was I was building this archway to walk through, and I learnt that um, from the literature and my sponsor that you know step three was going to be the keystone. I didn't even know about arches and foundations and buildings, and and you know, and, and I did some um, some background on it, you know, and the keystone, like the definition, sort of like um, it's it's the stone that locks every other stone in place. And the other stones, being steps, depend on this keystone, you know, to be able to stand up. And so I knew that um, I'm just having shivers going through me all the time, you know, with talking about this stuff. It's, you know, that that real connection of, um, you know, one alcoholic sharing with another, I guess, and that this has been passed on to me. And the keystone, you know, this um, this step three, you know, I wasn't a religious person. You know, I had a, a limited idea of what my higher power was at this point, and that's all I needed, you know, Um But what I did know, that if I didn't do this step, as with every step, I could return to drinking at any particular point. And, um, you know, in trying to, um, you know, in sitting down with my sponsor and going through that part of the book, you know, it talks about um, self-centeredness, you know, is at the root of our our problems. And that was certainly my life, you know. I tried to live on self-will and self-propulsion. And what I'd done was, you know, um, ended up drinking nearly every single day. You know, no matter what happened in my life, an alcoholic drink was my solution. And unless I was doing that, I was living in this restless, irritable, and discontent. I was acting out. You know, um, having consequences on other people's lives. You know, most most um, most of the time on my husband's life, um, but also at work. You know, I was a control freak. I was a people pleaser. <laughs> And I, I used alcohol as my solution. So, you know, in making this decision, you know, there's that story, and, and I always sort of say it because I know that there's new people that mightn't have heard it, but, you know, in making a decision, um, there's a story about, you know, the three frogs on the log. And it says, you know, two of them made a decision to um, jump off the log, you know, how many are left? And it, it says, you know, there are still three three frogs because they only made a decision. And um, so, you know, that was said to me too. And what I, um, what I needed to do was actually, you know, just, just stop and reflect on what this actually meant. You know, that one, I was no longer running the show, that I am not God, you know, even though I thought other people in my life wouldn't be able to survive in the world unless I was directing them and telling them where to be and when. And my sponsor pointed out to me, you know, your husband, Jenny, survives in the world eight hours a day without you. And it was like at that point, um, you know, I I started to see this stuff. It really resonated with me that, you know, my little schemes and plans, um, where I was trying to get people to do what I wanted, um, wasn't working anymore. It was making me miserable, and it was making them miserable, and it was not a very nice place to be, you know. And... You know, my sponsor, um, we did the big book together and we read every single word and, you know, we got to the point um, where I tried to understand, well, what does this look like? What does, you know, handing my life over the care of God, and again, that word care of, you know, I'm not just giving it to someone that's, you know, going to do whatever with it, but it was that huge fear of letting go and how does that look like? And I remember my sponsor saying to me, Jenny, your life is like this. Like my, my you know, hands are fisted and I've got the, the strongest hold on my life and everything around it. And she said, why don't you just try just opening up a little bit. And, you know, it's that thing where I really have to breathe, you know. I really have to be, make the conscious effort to actually do that. And, um, you know, I remember doing it for the first time on something and, you know, it's like, okay, what if I let go a little bit? What if I do hand this thing over to something, you know, I don't completely understand? And you know what? The sky didn't cave in, you know, no one died, you know, and, um, and I didn't need to drink. And that is unbelievable, you know, when your solution to everything is drinking and then all of a sudden... I had I had a virtual proof that this thing works, you know, and um and yeah, so I guess um you know, I'm just gone blank a sec, that's all right. Um so yeah, so this thing was starting to work in my life, you know, little bit by little bit. But I guess the thing was as I was doing it, like trying to trying to reflect and do this step. And my sponsor actually got me on my knees, you know. We were together um, and we did the third step prayer, you know. And um, she said to me, you know, the best words that can come out of your mouth, Jenny, are I don't know, you know. And that was sort of like the third step for me in a way. I don't know. God can, you know, I'll let God, you know, trust God, you know, and all that sort of stuff. And, and, you know, it was at that point that I actually, I don't know, something just changed. Like I really felt a little bit different. I, I felt like that the pressure was off a little bit. I still had fear in my life, no doubt. You know, that impending doom was out there like you wouldn't believe. But I started to get some simple tools that I could actually take actions on this, you know. It wasn't about um, just sitting back and and saying a prayer and doing nothing. It was actually about action, you know. And and that could have been, you know, just... um, It was about doing the next right thing, I guess, you know. And, And that was like making a call or talking to someone else or doing something for someone else, you know, and it was about doing the things I don't want to do, you know, that we've heard already And um, this morning. And I have got some dot points, but I thought, um, yeah, I'll just make sure. Oh, yeah. Um, So it was about doing that stuff, you know, and it was about knowing. This was the biggest thing for me that came out of step three, was that knowing no matter what, it would be all right. You know, no matter what happened in my life, it would be all right, you know, job or no job, husband or no husband or relationship, you know, um, house or no house. And just going back a little bit, one of my struggles was in the beginning that, um, you know, my recovery had to be unconditional. You know, I, I had to put everything before it. You know what? If the marriage was going to go, the marriage was going to go. And this was the sort of thing that when I got to step three, it was like really showing that no matter what, everything would be okay. And, um, you know, my higher power, as I said, as limited as it was. And, and in the beginning, when I first um, had a concept of a higher power, I just heard an old-timer talk about he had a tram as a higher power. And at the, that time, we were living... Um, on a tram line in Hawthorne where two trams went past this pub that I used to drink at. And, you know, I thought, that'll do me. I see this tram go past every single day and it doesn't go into the pub like I was insane. <laughs> and um, and you know what? It worked. I'd stand on that balcony and watch this... Um... <laughs> was that five? Yeah, thanks. And watch this tram go by and... And, yeah, so... And, of course, it's developed and, and got, you know, um, bigger and broader and, and, you know, and worked. And um, and the other thing I just wanted to say about that was, yeah, because going back a little bit too, you know, the insanity, you know, I had to be restored to um, sanity and it was in regards to alcohol, you know. And, and my early experience was I didn't understand that the insane part was before I picked up the drink, you know, as described in the book. It's not... It's not at the third drink. It's actually, you know, the insanity precedes the first drink. And, um, and you know, by making this decision to turn my will and my life over the care of God, it was again that thing of surrender and conceding, I don't know. You know, I don't know God. And um, the one thing I do love about the third step, and with every step that there is in the book, there's promises that come with it, you know. And if you, you haven't been shown the promises with each step, go up to... Um, Go up to someone and, and ask if they know and, and you know my experience has been with the third step those promises that are listed and a couple come to mind you know that as long as um you know I stay close to my higher power and perform his work well I will be provided with absolutely everything I need and that has been my experience you know along with every promise there's a must and the must for that is you know that I, I have to perform my higher powers work well you know and Day to time, there's been a lot of stuff happen over the last, you know, 14 years, I guess. And, um, and, you know, and there's been death and there's been health and there's been money and there's been whatever. But you know what? I have never been left with, you know, not being able to handle, hand, knowing how to handle a situation, you know. Because the only place I can find, this was the other thing about step three for me, was the only place I can find my higher power is in the right now. You know, it's no good me thinking I've got to search for him like tomorrow or later tonight or whatever. It's, it's like right here and now. And if I'm not in that fit spiritual condition right now, then I'm gone. You know, it's, it, I have to break it down to not even, you know, the 24 hours. You know, if, um, if I'm not in fit spiritual condition now, I'm, I'm in trouble, you know. And it's not when I'm um, sane I'm going to be in danger of picking up a drink. It's when I'm insane you know, and that was drummed into me as well, you know. I, I have to remain sane and that's, you know, through a spiritual awakening. And um, I guess, you know, the, the reason um, too of, that's um, so important with step three and with every step is that if I don't do this, I'm more than likely to return to drinking, you know. And, and my sponsor said to me, you know, when I'd taken step three, and um, and taking that step with her, you know, I'd ring her, I'd ring her quite often, obviously. And over the coming months, you know, she'd go, "Well, Jenny, you've just done step three And I'd be ringing her with a, a problem or something that had happened at work or that I wasn't getting my way or whatever it was, and she'd say, "Where's God in all this?" You know, and all these little sayings that you know sponsors and you know members say to you, you know, it just right sized me, you know, completely. Where's God in all this? I'm not running the show anymore you know, that's not what it's about, you know, I've, I've made that decision, so why am I still acting this way, you know, what what is it I need to do, and um, yeah, so um, I guess the, the other reason too about step three is, you know, I had to get that really solid foundation, and I talked about that keystone, because the next part of the steps, you know, is um, I needed to, it says it right at the end of step three, you know, and next we um, launch into vigorous action, and I knew that if I didn't have step three correctly in place to the best of my ability, not perfect, but to the best of my ability, then there would be no way I'd be willing to go on with step four, you know, and, um, and know that no matter what, everything would be okay. And, you know, I'm just... Um, I'm grateful that you know people have taken the time to um, take me through the process and continue to listen to me. Um, you know when I ring them and and say I'm trying to get through this, and you know, and it's like you know it's just the same stuff. I do exactly the same stuff today as I did when I walked in the door. You know, it's where's God in all this? And um, and just lastly, i just remembered. Um, you know, with step three, you know, one of the, one of my big learnings in that control stuff and trying to control everything, you know, other people did was the saying about um, what's God's business, what's my business and what's other people's business and, you know, I could, um, (coughs) thanks, Um, I could, um, you know, I could just make things so messy in other people's lives and in my life And, and, you know, particularly, you know, it was said to me early on, find yourself in the book. Well, I found myself in the book at step three where it says, you know, and and then the director gets even more gracious, you know, in trying to get their way, you know, and and the people-pleasing and the wrong motives and, you know, and all that stuff about, you know, I I had to come to realise many times that good intentions hurt people, you know, Mm -hmm. that I think that I was doing the best thing by my husband or whatever or work or... You know, and um, it, came, it all came back to bite me, you know. By the time I um, had worked through the rest of um, the next few steps and I got to step nine, you know, I had to sit down in front of my boss at the time and apologise for how controlling I'd been. You know, I'd worked with him for five years at the end of my drinking and um, I had been so controlling. And, you know, it's just so freeing to be able to live um, a life where I don't have to run the show anymore. You know, and um, and what's happened for me is my experience has been that, um, you know, it's my life is um, is really big. You know, I used to think it was like this, but having a, a power greater than myself and turning my will and life over to the care of God, my life actually is this big. You know, I I get to stay right sized. You know, I get to do the the footwork and the action. <coughs> And then it's revealed to me, you know. And my sponsor always says to me, and um, I'll finish on this, um, you know the best is yet to come, Jenny, and I love it. Thanks. Information about the annual Melbourne AA Steps Weekend is available from www.stepsweekend.aagroup.org.au. Thanks for letting us share.